Welcome to Equus Farm Calls, where we take horse owners along with us to discuss important topics on equine health and care with industry experts. Today, we're talking to Dr. Bob Coleman about fly management on horse farms. Equus Farm Call podcast is brought to you in 2022 by Farnham. A shiny coat and luxurious mane and tail are a reflection of overall health that starts with proper nutrition. Revolutionize your grooming routine from the inside out with Farnham Laser Sheen Skin and Coat Supplement. This exclusive formula combines a proper balance of omega-3 and 6 fatty acids, amino acids, vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants to maintain optimal skin and coat health. Nourishing ceramides maximize skin hydration by retaining moisture and forming a protective layer for a velvety soft coat. Formulated by nutritionists, Laser Sheen's proprietary blend delivers a show-stopping shine, supple skin, and healthy mane and tail growth. It contains a probiotic and is formulated in a palatable extruded nugget to support the digestion of nutrients. Whether you're at a show, on a trail, or riding at the barn, Laser Sheen Skin and Coat Supplement can help your horse make a lasting impression with a radiant coat and flowing mane and tail. Feed it year-round and watch your horse bloom. I'm Kim Brown, group publisher of Equine Health Network. Coleman, PhD, PAS, is an associate professor and equine extension specialist at the University of Kentucky's College of Agriculture, Food, and Environment. Thank you, Dr. Coleman, for joining us today on Equus Farm Calls to talk about fly management on horse farms. Thank you, Kim. It's a great to be here. And it it's one of those topics that, while it's a pretty day out, we don't have flies yet. They are coming. They are coming. And it's a hard reality. Uh, We have to deal with them. Um, If you think about it, we have animals that attract them. We have byproducts from animals that attract them. Uh, We have some other things that might attract them that we sometimes forget about. And we probably need to be a little more management oriented and a little broader in our thinking about what are we going to do? Well, let's break it up just a little bit because as you mentioned, I love, and I'm sorry, I've got to bring this back in because when, when Dr. Coleman and I were talking ahead of time, he's like, yep, a horse farm is a paradise destination for flies. And I'm like, it's absolutely true. If you were a fly and you wanted to go to the absolute best place in the world to be a fly, a horse farm. I mean, that's a great place. But let's break it up a little. Let's start in the barn. So how do we manage our barn and our facilities to try and keep fly populations down? Well, certainly, I mean, keeping things clean, uh, cleaning up after the horses, thinking about where you're gonna dispose of the manure and the muck, uh, getting it as, as as far away as is that is reasonable. There are also some things that you can consider that may help keep the flies away. There are certainly some products out there. I mean, we see some of the, you know, the fly systems that that spray every, you know, few minutes or whatever the time frame happens to be. There's a variety of those. I mean, way back when you used to get to buy one, it's almost looked like those aerosol cans that they put in the restrooms at truck stops. And so the uh, odor from that would, you know, enters into the restroom at a regularly frequent basis, usually too much. Well, you used to be able to get those for small uh, operations. Um, 
And I remember having one in a barn and, and it did a really nice job of keeping the flies at bay. Uh, we also made sure that we kept the, the windows open in the summertime, had good ventilation in the barn. And I was extra diligent in keeping the barn clean and making sure that, you know, the muck pile was a long way away, uh, as far away as I could conveniently put it so that I could just keep it clean. But I think in a lot of cases, if we have good ventilation and we keep it clean, that will not maybe give the best environment for those flies. It's sort of like, yeah, I don't really want to be in that part of paradise. Can I go somewhere else that's a little more comfortable? And, and I think we can do things like that. I know people will talk about putting fans up for horses and, you know, hanging a fan on the stall door. In a lot of cases, those fans don't do very much. Uh, they make us feel good. Maybe there's a little bit of breeze that makes the horses feel good. But most of those fans don't move the air fast enough to, to disturb the flies and make it uncomfortable. Now, there are some that you can put in the alleyways. They're a pretty large fan, and they will move a lot of air. And if you find barns with those and that they're clean, uh, horses in the standing in the uh, cross ties, they're in the flow of that air. Uh, flies really aren't much of a problem. So clean, get the air moving, uh, and think about how, you know, do I really need to, to use something that is going to cause the flies to go away? Some of those insecticides or pesticides, maybe, but be real judicious in how you use that. And, and I guess be real judicious in how you think about that. Because some of those products, and again, way back when, we had some that were very effective at killing flies. But you had to make sure you cleaned up the dead flies because they could be toxic to uh, any animals that were in the barn. So, and even even the product, you you didn't want to put it in a place where uh, something might get into it. The other thing that we see is if if you'll see in some barns uh, in an area that it might be a bit of a problem, there are some of those screens or those hanging uh, yeah. plastic things that that again it just What's it do? It just makes it harder for the flies to get in. Got to be careful, though, because if you're not doing a really good job and you leave another part open, uh, it can make it really hard for them to get out. So uh, we don't want to trap them in paradise. We just don't want them to come to paradise. Well, and you had mentioned something earlier. Actually, on my small property, had uh, fed some of our late calves here after we had weaned. And you just mentioned something about outside, making sure that our field and, and management around our barns outside are good. And uh, you said that, and I was walking the field yesterday going, oh, I got to clean up these little piles of hay that got left from where I was feeding. Now, why is that important, especially if you've spread manure in your fields and you've got clumps and, of hay and straw? Typically, the odd little pile of hay is not maybe going to be quite so bad, other than it'll be really detrimental to the grass underneath it. But I think in areas that are feeding areas where we maybe had uh, a hay feeder and the horses have congregated, particularly, well, even if it's been on a high traffic pad, but we're going to have areas around there where we're going to have hay mixed in with manure and urine and water and mud, and we create a wonderful environment 
for flies to lay eggs and breed and then so cleaning it up, drying it out, again, creating an environment that they don't want to be there. Uh, I've never seen it with horses, but I remember reading many years ago that if you didn't clean it up, it was something like, you know, a square foot created like 5 million flies in a beef operation. And it was like, and that might be way overestimated, but who cares if it creates 10 more flies, that's going to annoy our horse and us and has some potential. So it, it means cleaning it up, trying to get rid of the mud. You know, certainly spring mud is an issue, but summer rains create mud. So thinking about how we control that, keep the ground dry. Is mud going to go away 100%? No, but let's minimize it. And let's not be mixing hay and manure and all that other stuff that just then creates a wonderful environment for flies. So not only around the feeding area, but you'll go in. In lots of places, people do a lovely job, build great run-in sheds for their horses that they never, ever use. So we tend to ignore them, except when the horses use them. and that means you got to get in there and clean out the manure. I mean, you need to spend this, you know, isn't it cleanliness is next to godliness? Well, cleanliness takes time and it takes a plan. So you need to be going and looking at where do I need to, to take care of business? Can I get things cleaned up? Uh, making sure things are dry, as dry as you can have them. Um, it's just, it seems like a little thing until you start doing it, and then it's kind of a big thing. But, you know, you don't just sort of haul that stuff off and make a pile. You, you need to, to put it in a place where you can either, you know, with your stable muck, you know, build a compost area. Get, get things going and get things composting appropriately because, again, that's going to create an environment. That compost is going to get pretty hot. Flies aren't going to want to be in there. That's pretty hard on on little things that, you know, when it gets to be 130 or 140 degrees, uh, probably not the most comfortable part of paradise. So kind of like me when I go to the beach, I'm not going to lay out on the sand. I'm looking for a shade tree. <laughs> so it's pretty comfortable. So, they can't raise the kids there in that hot spot. The eggs don't last. So They don't last. So they're going to go somewhere else. And, and so... Keep things cleaned up. If you got places where horses congregate, make sure you're either picking that manure up or dis distributing it as much as you can so that it will dry out and break down with environmental changes. Um, I know there's a, a great deal of debate. If I drag my pastures, am I just spreading parasites? Well, that's a potential. But if you drag it when it's hot and dry, It'll start to break down, and then as we get even just the changes from daytime to evening and some dew, you know, that, that fecal material is going to break down and, and kind of go away, which is the good news. If you don't do that, it just is going to dry out, and it's going to stay as a place, and it's going to be a habitat for flies, and any grass that's underneath it is going to die. It's going to come back as weeds. I promise you that's what will happen. And that's a great point. And what about horse management? I know there's a, a, a tremendous amount of products 
Um, but if you can reduce the management around it, that should help when you're trying to make your, your horses more comfortable. I, I think that's exactly right. And, and I mean, it's incredible. The change in the last, I don't want to say how many years because it'll date me, but, you know, <laughs> we now have, you know, special fly sheets and we have fly masks and we have neck covers and we have leg wraps and we have all those sorts of things to, to try to help keep our horses comfortable. And I think in a lot of cases, you know, if we just maybe worked a little harder on the management, for sure, are you going to get rid of all the flies? No. Uh, and and some horses, because of their sensitivity, do need to have that extra protection because they are sensitive. I mean, no different than, you know, you'll see people at an outing and, you know, two people are getting chewed up by the mosquitoes and bothered by the flies and the other two people, you know, nothing happens to them. So <clears throat> there's going to be some differences. But I, I think looking at it, uh, and in some cases, you know, the horses will tolerate a certain amount of, of discomfort by the flies. There's some really good products out there. So if you're riding and you don't want to be chased around too much by the flies, you know, just making sure you put it on their legs and probably their belly. And for most horses, that's, that's enough. Uh, there are some flies like the horse flies. You can spray all you want and you are not going to stop horse flies because they hunt by sight. And so they're looking and then when they see the horse, it will, by the time they they've latched onto them, um, that repellent you put on, not very effective and you're probably getting bucked off anyway. So uh, you need to watch out for those. Now those horses that if they're just turned out, there's some interesting research that has said, you know, maybe some different kinds of blankets, the zebra striping blankets may help because it can help to disorient the fly. Uh, and then there's also fly traps, and there's a lot of different things. But if you have some of those, some of those fly traps are, are pretty good. You put them close to where the, the flies are going to bother the horses. They tip in there a plexiglass sheet, and the fly hits it, falls down into the water, drowns, and that's it for the fly. For it to work, it has to hit the plexiglass. Yeah. And you also don't want to live in a place, you know, in some cases, it's really hard because yeah, you are living in the, the fly paradise and, and it's, but keeping things clean, trying to, you know, make sure that even for the outdoor horses is, are they able to get into a place where the airflow is going to be good? You know, you watch a lot of horses on pasture and they'll get up on the high spot because the airflow is better. It's, it's more cooling and it, they probably aren't going to be bothered as much by the flies. So just, taking care of business for that part. Well, and it goes back to also something else that Dr. Coleman and I were talking about ahead of this is, you know, talk a little bit about neighbor management, whether you're the horse owner or the, the neighbor next door has horses they aren't uh, maybe taking as, as good a care of their property as you. So what was what is your comment on that, Dr. Coleman? I think it, it's really hard to sort of, sort of point fingers it usually doesn't get you very far. Uh, but I, I would think you want to lead by example and make sure that if your horses are congregating next to your neighbors, uh, that you make sure that things are cleaned up. Because while it might be a neighbor that has horses, it might be a neighbor that doesn't. 
And we would like to have the neighbor that doesn't be friendly with us because we do. And we don't want them saying, oh, it's, it's terrible. My neighbor, you know, and those horses and their flies and dust and I wish they weren't here. We don't want those thoughts going through anybody's mind. So it, it's imperative that we do the best we can. Uh, and I think we lead by example. And if there's an opportunity to maybe have a subtle conversation, and it could be as simple as, hey, did you know if you kind of cleaned up that manure in that tree pile there, and you know, it'd be a great way to start your compost. And that'd be really good for your rose garden. I mean, I don't know what your, your spiel is going to be, but I think sort of saying, you know, I was at the extension meeting and they talked about composting and, you know, it's really simple to do. Maybe we could develop a compost bin together so we would have enough critical mass that we could really do a good job. Do you want to, you know, do you want to talk about that? And, and I think that those are the kind of things that, you know, in the community, just everybody trying to work together, realize that, that we're all trying to make sure our horses are well cared for. And there's one other part that I think we forget. <clears throat> and I hadn't realized this till I visited with, with a friend of mine in Fort Worth. Uh, she actually is very involved with the horse world down there. And she was showing us the horses and where they keep the horses for the herd. And they have an issue with flies that are coming from the trash bins. Because where they keep the horses, not that far from downtown Fort Worth by Exchange Avenue. And so think about what are you doing with your trash? Are you making sure that it's in the, the trash bucket that you have, that the lid is on, that you are taking care of that business because that will attract flies just as much as the other. And if you think about it, so, you know, that becomes the, the satellite part of paradise. And it's like, oh, well, we'll just slide over here and get a little snack from you know, yesterday's lunch. So just the overall thing is just keeping everything cleaned up, put away um, is the best way to, to handle it. And is it going to be 100%? No. Um, flies are pretty creative. Uh, we just have to be more creative than they are and, and look at how we can best care for our horses and and think about what it is we're going to use and, and what do they need. Those are great points, Dr. Coleman. And thank you very much for taking the time to join us today on the Equus Farm Calls. And a big thanks to our audience for joining us today and our sponsor, Farnham. And if you have suggestions or comments for something you would like to hear discussed on Equus Farm Calls, contact me. And that's at K Brown. That's the letter K Brown at equinenetwork.com. Equus Farm Calls is a production of the Equine Podcast Network, an entity of the Equine Network, LLC.